0: favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined as always by Aaron Larsoul. This is the hook. Today on the show, we have a ton of stuff to get to. A lot of it's kind of dark. We're going to try to keep it as light as possible. Uh but it's kind of tough out here uh for for professional sports. Football's being ravaged by COVID, the NBA is being ravaged by COVID. Um and you know, it's one of those things that as you're talking about basketball, you could try to talk about basketball, you could try to focus just on basketball, but every time you try to do that, you're like, oh, well, that's right, Anthony, D- a- Anthony Edwards tonight is not available for the Minnesota Timberwolves because of COVID. So you could try to focus on it and you could try to avoid it as much as you can, but it's kind of unavoidable right now. So uh, we are going to, again, try to keep it as light as possible. Um, Aaron has a, a an interesting perspective on this, given his experiences around teams and specifically travel, which I think is kind of the foundation of a lot of the issues in all of these sports right now, and it makes it an unavoidable issue uh, for specifically professional sports. Uh, So we're going to discuss that. We're going to discuss the league's uh, response to it and and compare it uh, to the NFL, because I think they took two very different paths on this. Um, And then the Lakers made a signing to deal with their current COVID outbreak. We're gonna talk about Isaiah Thomas. I am not thrilled. Um, I'm Aaron Aaron is not at all shocked <laughs> to find out that I am not thrilled. And then, you know what? Because of of, of how kind of dark and dreary a lot of the, the conversation is going to be here, the end of the show, we are going to uh you know look back on Steph breaking the record earlier this week and as as fantastic as that was and as great a moment as that was and i thought the nba handled that really really well stopped the game all that stuff having reggie miller and ray allen um on on hand was also a really nice touch as well i didn't care about all that i was fascinated by del curry and <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> and 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 how very clearly out there he was so uh let's start let's start though with story time, we're gonna we're kind of we're gonna kind of flip this stuff, um, and and it's a different kind of story time. It's gonna be a lot more kind of back and forth in, in in this edition of it. And look, the the issues that I think all of these professional sports are having, and why you're seeing so many like legitimate outbreaks across rosters here and across organizations even, uh, as the Lakers lose Billy Mack and Michael Thompson over the last couple of days to, to to COVID protocols um and, and, and by and the way f- and Phil and and Phil Handy and and uh and so like I you know everybody who is dealing with this and especially older uh people who were dealing with this that you know hope everybody stays safe hope all of these teams try to stay as safe and smart as possible but but that's kind of the the conundrum here right in that you're trying to stay as safe as possible but you do still have to travel that is still very much right. a part of this and you're you're traveling across state lines, across the country, and you're staying, you're in these uh, airplanes for hours on end, and it's just kind of unavoidable. So Aaron, I kind of want to start with like, just, well, let's just start by walking us through what travel is like, what it usually entails um, when you're, when you're rolling along with the team.
1: Okay, so uh, by the way, what are you what are you drinking this this afternoon? It looked like a old fashioned. Is that what you're it working is with? It is yeah, an old yeah, fashioned.
0: Um, I I was gonna make a halvesy, but then I saw what we were gonna be talking today, and I just went, yeah, nah. yeah, and then, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It is Friday. Uh, it's it's yeah. It's you know. the
1: start of the weekend. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, is it nationally televised tonight? Are you uh you doing you doing the last five minutes? No, I don't do that no. on Fridays because oh, yeah because it's, yeah. yeah. it's friday yeah it's friday yeah, yeah. and cuz you start drinking with me earlier during the exactly. day exactly yeah uh okay so um adjacent to as it relates to the lakers it's similar there are i, I think there used to be um, a handful of teams that had their own planes um the blazers did um shout out paul allen for selling his plane to donald trump but um <laughs> we'll leave that alone yeah. uh <laughs> So at least you didn't give is, it to him, I guess. <laughs>
0: like,
1: there is, um, there is at least at, at least as it pertains to the Lakers. Um, the Mavs also had their own plane. Miami did. I don't. I, there may be a team that still does. Maybe Dallas still does, but I, I don't. Anyway, there's a charter program um, in the NBA, and uh, it is through Delta. <clears throat> Excuse me. So there are maybe ten or so planes um, that they're kind of older but they have been ripped out the inside of them has been ripped out mm-hmm. and so the entire uh the entire cabin is all first class seats kind of two by two on either side um you you board the plane I'll talk about that in a second but how you board the plane is um like a third of the way into the plane from from the front from the cockpit to once you get on the plane there to the left is where the players sit um they have like a little section there and then um to the right of that is an area where the coaches and trainers sit and then behind that where which is the largest portion of it is um uh the rest of us you know um tv people media people um whoever else sometimes uh team executives uh not that often but sometimes not everybody else there and it's about 55 or so people in um, in the traveling party so the way it works is you there is a we don't go to the airport well outside of outside of Toronto in Toronto you do actually go to the airport but everywhere else there is a separate like private terminal um usually adjacent to the airport which yeah uh, for in LA Lakers, Kings uh, Clippers fly out of um, I think the WNBA has to fly commercial, but um, mm-hmm. so, and the Dodgers too. Um, so it's this private terminal. There's a, there's a huge lobby. Um, you, you pull up there, you drop off your bag outside. Um, there's people outside. this like basically just like this huge lobby. And once the plane is ready, you go from the lobby and just walk out onto the tarmac and walk out onto the plane, you show somebody, uh, your ID. And then one out of every, you know, you show them your ID and they check off your name to make sure you're on the manifest. And then one out of every five or seven people, um, gets additional screening where they kind of just wand you and you know, you sit there and they look through your bag if they want to, but. It's like one out of every five or seven people. Um, Everybody has a seat on the plane. You know where you're sitting and you stay sitting there. There are some people I when I was traveling before the pandemic, um, I sat in the last row on the aisle and had nobody next to me. Ireland was in front of me. uh, The row in front of me. Billy Mack is a couple rows in front of me on the on the right side of the plane. If you're facing the front, I'm on the left side of the plane. But we're all back there we all are like hanging out we all share each other's lives and talk and michael thompson sits across the aisle from me um on the aisle Mm -hmm. Um, when you get on the plane there's already like appetizers and little snacks and water and gatorade and and whatever you want um
0: what's listed in the whatever you want uh well i
1: mean what it depends it depends on the flight there's no alcohol on the flight. I mean, people do bring alcohol on the flight. I think it's like not supposed to. Actually, what I heard back in the day was um, Chick Hearn was was responsible as for Laker fans. Chick Hearn was responsible for uh, maintaining the, the stash of alcohol, the stock of alcohol. On the <laughs> flight. In, the, in those days. As if he couldn't have gotten better. As if we right, couldn't right. have thought
0: more of Chick Hearn.
1: And so in those days... Um, there was like provided there was alcohol provided on the flights. Mm-hmm. Um, There isn't now I don't know if that's just a Lakers thing or if that's an NBA Hell, thing. in
0: the 80s. They might have provided
1: cocaine. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, I guess maybe we'll find out in this in the HBO show. Yeah, right. maybe we'll find out. Um So I mean, like, definitely people bring wine or whatever on the plane. Um mm-hmm. uh, liquor. I mean, I have I, I, I certainly have <laughs> uh, Michael Thompson is a huge wine guy. So after after laker wins when we're flying somewhere else, um he he loves Camus. I mean now he has his own uh he and Clay have their own uh uh wine that they're coming out with. But I think it's called Diamond and Key because uh Nolan Ariando and and Clay. Uh I mm-hmm. it So uh but anyway, so uh Michael and I would drink Camus Select cuz he's a huge Camus fan. So we would drink Camus Select um after games. But when you get on the, on the plane, there's there's like prepackaged snacks, salads, little appetizers, and you kind of just go get whatever you want, and then uh, you go sit down there. You know, if you want water, or juice, or whatever, um, they will they will bring it to you. But we do very specifically like hang out together. Um, mm-hmm. It's not as crowded as a normal plane would be, but but it you know, is. we still... are obviously in close proximity to each other. Yeah so um then there's you know wi-fi on the flight like on regular planes everybody turns or you don't have to turn your phone off yeah um they have the free wi-fi you can text you can you know facetime back home if you're missing your loved ones whatever yeah. um some people sleep some people don't um then they will come in and um there is a menu when you get on the plane there's a menu and you can pick you know whatever it is you want to eat it's it's from Wherever we are taking off from, it is from one of the nicer places in Mm -hmm. the city. Some of it's good, some of it's okay, some of it's bad, right? Because, like, Mm -hmm. even if it's great food, it has to be reheated on an airplane. So it's as good as it can be. But you have lots of choices. Probably going to want to stay away from seafood. (laughs) I mean, yes. I, yeah. I mean, also depending on where you are, right? We're like leaving OKC. I don't know if you want, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if you want the, uh, the, the seafood I think te- technically
0: like some some chicken in okc qualifies as seafood like if okc the is the chicken worst chicken in kind the of, in my point but yeah it was opinion, like if, if the chicken walked through a puddle i think that makes it <laughs> yeah. the tuna the tuna of okc
1: uh sir would you like the brinzino <laughs> uh there isn't water for a thousand miles <laughs> right <laughs> no <laughs> no thank you tuna tartare how i think how? i'm good I think I'm good. <laughs> uh, but but uh, mahogany, the very famous uh, uh, steakhouse in uh, in OKC um, is often who caters, quote unquote, the mm-hmm. um, the flight out of OKC. Uh, so the steak is I mean, like, but like what are you like? I want the mid rare filet and like, <laughs> sure, like you're not really it's I mean, look, it, we're incredibly well taken care of, but the yeah. food can be hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Um once you arrive wherever now this was before the pandemic so you know masks weren't a thing now i have uh facetime with some of the guys on the flights i'm not traveling this year or at least i haven't yet um and so the masks have been a thing but you know guys are in very close proximity with each other and mm-hmm. much like for a long you know, time like absolutely hour it can be hours and hours and hours and then much like you know at least here in LA, much like restaurants, um, or, or Staples center, like you wear a mask, but once you're eating actively eating or drinking, obviously you can't wear a mask. So in those moments, you know, even though from what I've seen, people have been very diligent on the plane about wearing masks. You're also eating and drinking, right? Yeah. So, um, but once you get there, you, you land wherever and, um, you walk off the plane, there are buses, there are two buses waiting for you on the tarmac. Um, You take if you if you carried anything on the plane, you bring it with you, your actual bags, um, the like huge the big bags that you're not carrying on bags get loaded on a U-Haul truck from the plane. Mm -hmm. Um, You get on the bus, there's the players and coaches get on a bus and then the rest of us get on a bus and then we are whisked off to the hotel when and you know it's not like the bus isn't that crowded right there's usually a few seats around you it's it's one of you know like big greyhound type buses and there's you know 25 people on it so it's not like packed but you are within proximity of people right yeah um when we get to the hotel um and it can be like depending on the day depending on the travel it can be in the middle of the day it can be in the afternoon we have definitely gotten places at four o'clock in the morning. You get to the hotel, um, and there are often police officers and um, like ropes sectioned off because there's going to when it's the Lakers, and LeBron, um, it there there are going to be people there. Sometimes there can be a couple hundred people. I've I've seen two hundred people on a Tuesday morning at like four o'clock in the morning in Charlotte, and it was pouring rain, and there was a few hundred people standing outside the hotel. So we pull up the players get off first go inside the the hotel and in the hotel there are generally these tables also you can bring snacks water gatorade uh from the plane if you want Mm -hmm. for your hotel and beef jerky whatever it is you want um there are once you get into the hotel there are a couple tables there and they will have uh your uh, name there's usually a table for the players and then a table for everybody else um, but it's all alphabetical in these envelopes. You grab the envelope with your name on it. You flip it over on the back is, um, your room number on the little like tab or whatever of the envelope is the room number inside of mm-hmm. your keys. You go up to your room. Um, and then usually like half an hour later, you can come, you'll go downstairs and grab your bag. They will bring your bag up. If you don't want to grab it. I just always grab my bag. Cause I don't want to make anybody do any extra work. And I mm-hmm. just like. Don't want to wait. I'll grab my bag and and go do whatever. Um, Then there are buses to uh, shoot around if there's going to be a shoot around before the game. And then there's usually two or three buses from the hotel to the game. Mm -hmm. Um, And you get on whatever bus, depending on what time you want to be to to the arena. You And then whichever team James Harden is on has a bus that goes to the local entertainment, you know. You know, maybe after the game, Before, uh- <laughs> well, during. Yeah, sure. sure, depending on how he's feeling. That I think day. that's. I
0: think that's called the shoot your shot
1: around. Is yeah, is- there you shoot your <laughs> shot around. Yeah, that's the ten a.m. shoot your shot around. <laughs> to be fair, I have. Uh, I have exited in two cities, I've exited a strip club and it was light out. So I guess I can't really be too not not on Laker trips. But hey, I'm not I'm not judging anybody for for strip club, behavior. Vegas and Montreal, by the way, are the two cities that I have I have gotten out. I looked up and I was like, oh, it's sunny out. This is not good. What is what is wrong with my life? This is not good. Um, So there's but the buses go to the arena Um, and then there's obviously like the media dining. Um, Players can eat that if they want. There will be stuff pregame meal, but normally guys don't. But I mean, we are around each other a ton after the game. uh, There are a couple buses, depending on if we're staying overnight um, back to the hotel or it can be straight to if it's a back to back, obviously, it'll be straight back to the airport, you know, and we do it all over again. Yeah, but. um, It is tired. I mean, look. I would say people say like oh how glamorous it is and how much fun it must be and the way I describe it is it's fun is not how I would describe it. Um it is very cool um and it is not as glamorous as it looks. It's lonely and all of that. We are incredibly well taken care of. Obviously no complaints. But well, I, those I, miles it, count and and for COVID purposes. Yeah. Like, people well, what... are around each other. Like you spend more time with the with you know for me it was the players, coaches you know, Billy Mac and Michael and the guys that nobody knows about, you know, the back true. And on the back end of the TV broadcast, like the traveling party, there's like, and, and all the PR people, the media relations people, there are like 55 people or so that you're around more than your family, more than anybody. And so it is not a great shock to me that even, you know, this new variant apparently is, is, pretty is is giving people some issues even with masks and with vaccination and boosters so it is not surprising to me that anything uh would be you know would be kind of like you know that meme with wilt you know his his stats they're like it is not shocking to me that will that this virus is doing wilt numbers even with the best case precautions now because we're around and in close proximity with each other so much well that was that that was a you know
0: it, there were a couple things that i took note of there and you know one note is that like that would be fun if you were doing it for like one game right like yeah. it would be it would be fun if you were doing it for one game
1: yes. 42
0: of them or in the lakers case you know 40 of them or 39 of them like that would be that'd be that would be kind of tough you know doing that and then and then doing it in rapid succession i think would be you know road trips especially would just be that would that would get very, very exhausting. Yeah, but you do
1: like as it as it pertains to like you do, it becomes your family, right? Like these guys, I am incredibly close with all of these guys, Um, not the players so much, some of the players, but like not the players so much. But yeah, you know, true and Michael Thompson and Stu and like a bunch of guys on the TV broadcast behind the scenes, like they become your family because nobody else gets it. It's a shared experience that only you guys have. And the other like, it, it it is cool, right? You you it's, you're right, like it was, it's fun here and there. But LeBron's first year, yeah, LeBron's first year, we traveled, I think it was like 56,000 miles in like, five and a half months. That's why like that. All of it, right. So there were times that you wake up in a and you don't know, like, I, I would wake up and I, I don't know what city I'm in. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time zone I'm in. What time is it? Well,
0: but like you're such a jet setter that that would be the case. Any like <laughs> any random Wednesday.
1: Yeah. I mean, I usually know that I've had too much Hennessy. And when I wake up, I wake up. I mean, I don't always wake up at home, but I wake up at home and I'm like, <laughs> all right. Yeah, well, I don't. Okay, whatever. But it's it is. I have a lot of respect for the guys because there are times where, you know, we're all exhausted. Right. That Like we're taken care of incredibly well, but those miles still count. Yeah. Um, and it's hard yeah. and I, there are times where I like, I, I can't do anything I'm done and I haven't played any basketball. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and like the other thing too, um, the other major note that I, 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 I took to myself while you were talking about all that is. So the bubble is great. And, and we saw this with the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of years ago, the bubble that you could try to, you know, kind of enclose yourself in if you're an organization is great as a concept until one person brings COVID into the bubble because then mm-hmm. it's going to spread it's like it's like you know what happened to to you know island-based city or states and, and island-based countries with 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 COVID is it was it was a great concept you you wanted to live on an island if it meant that nobody was coming onto the island ever uh but as soon as somebody came onto the island or some of that bubble was popped then you know things kind of really spread like wildfire. And, and I think here, what you're seeing with a lot of these teams, as soon as one person, one player, one coach, whatever, uh, it's announced that they go into the protocols. And by the way, like when somebody goes into the protocols, a lot of times, you know, the, the, the immediate jump is, Oh, that person tested positive for COVID and, and on fully vaccinated teams, then I can understand making that jump. But like for the Denver nuggets, for example, Bol Bull, Bull has caught uh, or has entered the protocols twice in two weeks. You, mm-hmm. You're not you're not catching COVID twice in two weeks. The mm-hmm. issue is he is unvaccinated, it, and it, we can we can infer why. Well, no, I think he has openly said that he doesn't trust. He is
1: yeah, he has questioned it. Yeah, yeah But we so, can infer that because if you are unvaccinated, then uh, just close proximity can put you in. If you are vaccinated, right. it's only a positive test. Which right. as we. Seem to have learned with Malik Monk, and definitely learned with LeBron. They there are false positives.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and so, you know, here with with the Lakers, you know, it's it's nice to be able to sit here and say, all right, they have announced and they have said, and all of these players have said that they are fully vaccinated. Now, the Lakers are one hundred percent. There there are stages of vaccinations. I think like there are classes and tiers of vaccinations. There's the Johnson and Johnson shot. Um, there is the Moderna Pfizer route, which has seemed to be a lot safer. Um, I know anecdotally, uh, my buddy, Sean Hyken, who covers the Portland trailblazers said that, uh, they actually went so far as to announce that they all got the Moderna shot and they haven't dealt with any of these, uh, breakthrough cases in the same way that other teams are. And now some of that is coincidental. Some of that might be scientific. But I, you know, we do know that of the shots, you know, Johnson and Johnson was the riskiest one between the three options there, and now this is why, you know, upwards of, I, I don't even know what percentage. You you said you have a decent idea of of the percentage of who got which shot. I I think right. You said about thirty percent probably got probably got Johnson and Johnson.
1: I I you're talking about league wide. Yeah, if you had to guess. Um, yeah, I, so I would say that. Well, how about this? I would say that I think the percentage of not just not just NBA, but athletes in general, and it, well, let's keep it NFL and NBA, um mm-hmm. is higher than the general population just yeah. because it was the one shot and wanted to be done with it. Um and I think this is why you've seen such an effort made by the NBA to get those over the last month for boosters. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I think that's I think that is largely why we're seeing so much and the other the other issue is i mean this is kind of like getting in the weeds and maybe too specific but the nba is for vaccinated players is testing more um, Mm -hmm. after thanksgiving than they were previous so i i think it's pretty safe to assume that who knows what the number is but you know, dozens, I would say, at least I I would guess that there were dozens of asymptomatic guys that played with COVID before Thanksgiving, just because vaccinated players weren't getting tested. And the NBA now, you know, there was there was an article yesterday about like at some point, just like in life in general, at some point, this ain't going away. So at some point, we're gonna have to figure out how to like kind of live with it. So I think the NBA is now kind of investigating thinking about wanting to discuss can guys play if they're asymptomatic and positive. Right. right. Um, And we're not there yet, but I, I, and I think it is a, like, it seems kind of unseemly and it's like, it's not a great PR thing, but I think that may have to be where we're headed. Um, Well, that's,
0: we already know that that's where the NFL is headed, right? They have, they have already done, they have already kind of announced that, Um, in working with the NFLPA and working with, you know, obviously the, the, the rest of the league and in discussing this with matters with, I would, uh, I would hope somewhere in those conversations was an epidemiologist. I would, I would hope let's hope. And, and, uh, they have come to the conclusion that yeah, if you're asymptomatic, um, you can continue to test at the very least. And, uh, you know, if you, if you, if you test positive and you're symptomatic, then you're in quarantine. You, you, mm-hmm. you do have to go and, and and keep yourself, uh, distance from everybody else, which, duh. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the difference here is that, uh, if you're asymptomatic, uh, you, they're, they're basically doing additional testing on those, on those people and on those players to see if they can, if, if there was a false positive, what else is going on there? And then the next step after that, like you're talking about is well, if they're asymptomatic and they test positive, should they be allowed to continue to participate? That's right. that's the step where I'm saying I'm I'm not you know I I'm yeah, throwing up I don't think the, NBA I'm throwing up the red flag and I'm like Ugh,
1: yeah and that's, I don't think the NBA is terrifying. there yet either. Well, clearly isn't there yet either. But like I think the NBA probably saying,
0: stops a step from that. I, I think the what I, what I do think they'll probably do. Is scale back the ten days for asymptomatic carriers, um, and instead of you know the ten day protocol, it'll become closer to five days. And if you're still asymptomatic from that, um, and you and you continue to test positive, then you know you'll be very closely monitored. I don't think you'll be allowed to play. I don't think so. I I, I kind of hope not because the concern. I, hold on, the, I agree with you.
1: I agree the, with you. Yeah. But until when? Well, but like if this, this ain't going away. So until like at some point, I agree we're not there yet, but at some point, I think they're just going to have to be like, okay, (laughs) I don't like, yeah, this ain't going anywhere.
0: It isn't, it isn't, but I think there have to be steps taken before just throwing your hands up and saying, all right, if you're asymptomatic, uh, you're quote unquote, okay. Because you can still pass it along if you're asymptomatic. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and like, that's the, so I think one thing that needs to be talked about more often than it is, because the union is probably looking at this from the from like scientifically, if you're just focused on the players and all that you care about is the players, as the players' union, I think the union could negotiate from a standpoint of, look, we are 98 or 99% vaccinated here mm-hmm. and we know that young fit people who are vaccinated deal well with covid that even yes. if they catch it even if they get symptoms you know mathematically and scientifically speaking they deal with it better than the rest of the populace right sure. and and if that is the 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 frame from which they are having these conversations and making these decisions. I get it only if you're only caring about the players. The issue though, is you can like societally speaking, you can still pass that shit along and, and those players who catch it are now more likely to pass it to their loved ones and then their loved ones are more likely to pass it to. So this is like the conversation that is going on right now is a difference between union and society. And I think, and, and, and I think, you know, these leagues are basically going to have to make a decision here, or eventually they are going to make a decision here of, do we care about keeping the money train running or society? And
1: yeah, but we already know the answer to that,
0: right? (laughs) We know how we know how that's going to go. Right. I'm I'm, (laughs) I'm saying this while I'm coughing. Um, it's not COVID. I I promise.
1: But oh, no, no, I get another test. Can it be passed? Can, it's like through can
0: microphones. I... Yeah, through Streamyard. Um. Yeah. So so, uh. But like I, you know, we we know the answer to that. We know that that where they're going to arrive there. But I do think there's value in public perception, and I do think there's mm-hmm. value in, in in you know again caring, like at least appearing to care, and 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 I think what they're probably the NFL, I think is just going to say, fuck it. Like, I think the NFL is just going to say Whatever. they have already. Yeah. Like we, we, we know, we know, like, you know, it's, it's a, politically a very different league than, than the NBA financially, you know, in terms of the decisions that they, they make, not all that different, but I do think the NBA cares a lot more about public perception than, than the NFL does. I
1: agree and, with
0: that. and, and, and I think here with the NBA, I, I would be pretty surprised. If they go all the way to arrive at the destination of, all right, you might be asymptomatic, but we need bodies. I think there are enough basketball players that exist uh, who can who can fill in spots um, as as guys deal with 10 day asymptomatic or five day asymptomatic protocols.
1: Yeah, but then, but kind of. I mean, because depending on who you're replacing, there's two points here. Right. One of them is. Like. The NBA, if if like society was really the factor or like the general good was really the deciding factor, the NBA should shut down for a little bit, like at at minimum should just kind of pause for a few weeks and see what's. But that's I don't see that. I don't see that happening and then you but then like the other side of the argument is there's enough guys to kind of just plug in that like keep the train going maybe but what about what about christmas right like jordan pool we just learned today is is um is is has entered the protocols for the warriors well what if that's steph and the christmas game is coming up right what if what if uh you know, Russ at this point probably is not going to play on Christmas. It it would it would not appear. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if, you know, in in this wave that is 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 hitting the Lakers? What if that's LeBron and AD or what if it's, you know, what if KD and 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 I would guess Harden's not going to play on Christmas as of now? Maybe it's like right on the board. But like this is a league we talked about this last week. And this is a league that is marketed on and based on on stars. And so, like, I mean, do we really want it to be like, you know, Chris Chioza versus Bruce Brown on Christmas? Do we like it's it's or excuse me, uh, against, you know, whatever Cameron Payne. And do we want it to be Bruce Brown and Isaiah Thomas? It's Lakers and Nets coming up on Christmas night. I mean, like, like at some point, because it is a league of stars or marketed around those stars specifically like i don't think they're gonna they're gonna take a break because um you know like the christmas day that is their big day of the year but like at some point it just becomes there are too many guys out and too many and big, like cynically name cynically name guys out right yeah um when LeBron had the false positive that I think kind of got everybody going, Oh, 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 wait a second now. Yeah. Like it's, this is LeBron, right? Yeah. I, I look, that is
0: what you're saying. There are facts like the, like those would you like, it's not that I'm disagreeing with you. It's that, uh, like, I don't know what, if the, if the alternative is you're going to ask a COVID positive LeBron James to go out and play basketball for the sake of a Christmas day event game. Like, I don't know, man. No,
1: but I think, but I think you might be looking at that. Well, it's not that you're looking at if it if wrong. Because if he's asymptomatic, right? If he's, right. If you, I don't if, think you're looking at it wrong, but I also don't think it's fair to take the agency away from, or the, the choice and the agency where Like, framing no, 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 it I'm, as you're being asked LeBron being asked to do this to like support a christmas what do you think LeBron wants to do he wants no, to no no
0: but sure sure fine but still like what is what is necessitated there is asymptomatic superstar albeit asymptomatic and that's a very important difference here it is but but in a, so the the virus is in your body yes. as that is happening yes. you are now going to go out and exert yourself and breathe all over players, refs, coaches. Right. are um, going to
1: be you're going to be in game winning three point celebrations. Right, with... right.
0: So you so you you're te- you're asking you're asking not only that player to go out there and play with the virus in their in their symptoms and do something that is physically exhausting in playing mm-hmm. a professional basketball game that then puts their body further at risk to no longer be asympt- asymptomatic at that point. And then the other thing too is you're asking everybody who was attending that game in close proximity, everybody courtside, Everybody who is, you know, all the staff and all of the TV personnel, everybody there. Hey, also, please go risk catching it from this guy who we know has the virus. And I, I just, I could see the NFL doing that. I couldn't see the NBA doing that, especially given how closer in proximity the fans are
1: in NBA games than yes. they are in NFL games. So I don't see, I agree with you. I don't see the NBA doing that dot, dot, dot yet. Um, <laughs> And I don't think they should. I agree with you. I guess for what I'm saying is more of a longer term view. Like, I don't think that, okay, everybody get got vaccinated and boosters and maybe we'll need more boosters and more boosters and more boosters. Even all of that said, um, I don't think this is going away anytime soon. So are we going to have the same conversation next year or in, in the year after and the year after, I guess, is my yeah. is 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 where and i and i'm not suggesting you're wrong i think you're right Mm -hmm. and i agree with you that would be my hope as well but at some point the reality of we're not going to do this forever has to set in and at some point there are like i don't agree with the you know whatever i'm not gonna i'm not gonna name (laughs) the like group of people entity that has been for you know whatever 18 months now it's the flu it's the flu it's the flu yeah um but at some point once we know more hopefully and once we have a better handle on it i think that some decisions are going to probably need to be made where we say okay this is in that respect like the flu where yes yeah like it is just here no, I, yeah, I, it's I going to be think, here. It's going to be yeah, here, and it's going to be here permanently. So, how are we going to manage it as right. best we can? Yeah, I, I and I, I think the
0: first season with fans back in the stands is not enough time for me to I arrive agree. at a place where, I where all right, we're just fuck it, it's just here. Let's just you know. So another like, another I, I'm thing, not, I'm not I'm not there yet. Maybe ne- look if we're here next year and we're having the same exact conversation a week before Christmas next year. And we have had an entire year to know more about this. We know a little bit more at that stage about long-term effects. We still don't know that. Like we still have no idea how this thing is going to impact the people who have it long-term. Uh, and so hopefully we do enough research. We maybe have better vaccines that more are are more preventative in, in regards to the spreading of, of this thing. Like, I just think the, the very first season like the very first time we are faced with a tough decision, we just say, fuck it. Let's just keep the money train rolling. Like, I know we live in a capitalistic society, but, but that is just, that is just too thoroughly capitalistic here. Especially, especially if by the way, like, so you're talking about like, again, the way the virus works is one person gets it, spreads it to another person. that person has a ring of people. They could spread it to that. That everybody in that ring of people has another ring of people. So like, if, if a, a, a a player who we know has the virus in their body and can transmit it is standing there on the sideline and you know just it you know and we're, and, and, and like you know the way that the thing spreads most often is close proximity for long periods of time indoors right so planes is is more, what we're more talking than 15 about. minutes yeah yeah so so like I'm not gonna go so far as to you know thoroughly uh you know, worry porn. Everybody with like oh, worry well, if, porn. I like that. Yeah. Well, like if he, if he, like, oh, if you he like, that worry. Oh, porn. just like imagine that. if he, if he breathes on one person courtside, and that person just happens to get it, and then that person just goes out and spreads it, and then, and then you're talking about a super spreader event that happened from just one wrong breath. Like, mm-hmm. mathematically speaking, that's not how this thing normally goes. Unlikely. But, yep. But, 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 um you are asking those people on court side and everybody who knows that the, the, that person court side to take that risk. And, and that's where I think like, it's sure. one thing like we talked about this a second ago where the players union, if all they care about is the players, the people in their union, then, okay. I can understand them trying to argue along those lines. But if you're talking about a league that is asking their most, uh, willing participants fan wise, right to To put themselves at risk courtside, like that's, I don't know that the NBA is necessarily ready to go there. Maybe next year, maybe the mm-hmm. year after that, especially the year after that. Like if we're still here a couple years from now and we're still having this exact conversation, then yeah, I could see the NBA just saying, you know what guys, this clearly hasn't gone anywhere. This clearly hasn't improved and this is just what we have to deal with from now on. But I don't see that being the case one year into
1: this new world that we're living in. I agree. I I agree with everything you're saying. Um, I think it is meaningful that... Well, two things. I think it is meaningful that at least there's been some reporting that the NBA is at least having these discussions Yeah. at this point. They have to be. Yeah. Which, um, like, the Lakers
0: have to be having Rust trade discussions, right? Like, you have to be talking about some of this stuff. I'm not even
1: drinking Hennessy. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> Although this morning, in preparation for the show... I did go buy a uh, like an NBA-branded bottle of Hennessy. but
0: um, Oh, they're selling those? I thought everybody who was getting those was get, was being given them.
1: Um, <laughs> Hennessy is delicious. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think you're right. But the, the other like one point of reference, and I think this is an NBA thing. It's possible that it's a Lakers thing and or a Staples Center thing, but I, I think it is an NBA thing. If you sit within a certain, don't ask me how I know this, but if you sit within a certain proximity of the court, there is additional screening when you go into the arena and you have to re-verify that you are uh, vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you get like a little special extra wristband that says, I can be close to the players. Yeah. I mean, I think that is, it's an extra layer of protection for everyone. I think they should do that everywhere. And they may, it may be an NBA policy. I'm not certain, but it is, um, as I said, I haven't been on the road yet, but it is um, a policy. And I haven't sat that close um, for a Clippers game, but I assume it is either a Staples Center policy or an NBA policy. It's possible. It's just a Lakers policy, but there is that extra layer of protection. The like framing of it is you're going to be close to the players. Um, so you know we want them protected but it can also be that you're within what is that the the shamu at that at, uh sea world right you're in the splash zone basically splash. <laughs> but like you're in the nba splash zone right because like guys could theoretically you know you could come in contact with with players and referees and whatever um so they do at least the lakers and staples center for lakers games do have that additional like one layer of protection it seems kind of silly because you have to show all of that stuff to get in the building but you know maybe that is another thing that that can kind of mitigate risk although again like what draymond said it i Draymond said i yesterday you know they asked him if if uh at, at shooter uh, practice You know, there was, there's obviously this uptick in, in cases. And again, I'll say this again, which I said earlier, I guarantee you dozens of guys played before Thanksgiving with, you know, asymptomatic with having COVID guarantee it. They asked him, you know, this uptick of positive cases that we know about, like, is he worried about it? And he said, basically not really, because I've had my vaccine, you know, I'm double vaxxed and I'm boosted. Mm-hmm. and i wear my mask that's the best i can do right that everyone yeah. has told me that is the best i can do so if i'm doing the best i can do and i'm doing what everybody has suggested the best practices are like i don't like i'm gonna live my life i don't know what you want from me yeah. so like i think that's and i think he's right like that's hard to hear and it's it sounds strange but i think he's right and so i think at some point the NBA is probably going to come to the conclusion we're gonna do the best we can, but that's all we can do.
0: Yeah, no, I I just don't I just think there are steps before that final one of of all right, asymptomatic but positive players are going to be playing. There are steps yeah, I, I, before also that think, point. I think
1: that a, a an important part of that is like I think the NBA is ninety seven or ninety eight percent um vaccinated. But that is not the case with the general population in this country, at least. Yeah. And so I think the longer
0: regions that NBA plays,
1: the NBA. That's fair, too. I think the longer the NBA pushes out the like, fuck it, like we're just going to live with this. I get that gives more time for the rest of the population to get like, and some people just aren't going to get vaccinated. That's okay. I disagree with that choice, but that's okay. Right. It's Mm -hmm. people's choice. I don't think people should be forced. Um, but it gives longer for if there are other people who have not decided to, or have not been convinced to yet, you know, once that ticks up societally, that's that's better. Is it a is it a panacea? No, but it's it's better. It helps in preventing transmission. So yeah. the longer the NBA doesn't just go to fuck it, um, you know, one more, two more, five more, ten more percent of the general population will be vaccinated. So yeah. that helps as well. All right,
0: let's go ahead and move on. We were going to talk about Isaiah Thomas, but we spent a lot of time on dep- depressing things already. So let's yes. um, let's go hey, ahead. You and- know what?
1: <laughs> 42 in a G League game the other day. Congrats! He bud played him. in once and was like, "All right, well, that's good."
0: On 30 on 30 shots, I think was was the final tally. 30. So maybe maybe he's going to get him up on on 15. Maybe he'll shoot 15 times in a Lakers game. And Do you want him to start points.
1: tonight? Do you want him or Rondo to start tonight? Rondo. I, actually, he's in. He's he's with the team. I don't know if he's going to play, um, but he's 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 with the team in in Minnesota tonight. I think I would actually rather see Monk.
0: Yeah, give me your 5 now. Yeah, give me the I would go you I'd I'd go Monk, Wayne Reeves, LeBron, 80.
1: I don't dislike your lineup. It's just not going to be the one. <laughs> like I do not I do not anticipate that no. being the 5. No, I mean like we we evening. know but that is also that is a lot of uh, LeBron, just you have the ball always, and you are the point guard. Actually,
0: I mean it's for it's for ten days until Russ gets back, or or whatever. And I, I also think you're kind of underselling Monk's ability to like he doesn't he doesn't I now he doesn't have the mentality to to set up an offense. Like you know when he dribbles, I think he'll take like one dribble in in the direction of like all right this is where I need to go to set up the play. But oh my god, it's so much fun to dribble between my legs. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I enjoyed this. Yeah, this
0: is way more fun. Uh, I look, like this. But I just I just think like look, especially with them being as, as thin as they are now, you really have to optimize the LeBron AD minutes. And I don't think you can optimize LeBron AD minutes with either IT or Rondo on the court.
1: Um I think that spacing maximizing LeBron and ad you want guys that can guard it's not going to guard anybody. To be fair, Rondo's not going to guard. anybody. Yeah. Uh, also, to be fair, Monk and Ellington have their shortcomings in that regard. Yeah. Um, but you want shooting, mm-hmm. or even the threat of shooting. Rondo has been a good catch and shoot guy the last handful of years of his career. IT can make some jump shots. I think it puts more fear in defenses as a shooter, as a catch and shoot guy than than Rondo. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, he does. Even though, even though both of them have good catch and shoot percentages, that's part of it. The other part of it is reputation because that's what's going you know, what's on the scouting report, what's the reputation? Because that is what's going to activate fear in in changes in defenses. Yeah.
0: It it all like, you know, IT has a faster shot than Rondo and you know, is is rep- reputed faster slash better? Yeah, huh? Well, yeah, I mean, all of that, but he's just like, when was the last? I mean, time look, you he, hasn't good. He, has, he hasn't been. He hasn't yeah, like, been. He hasn't been good what...
1: in four years.
0: People, but... people get, keep on getting so angry at me because I'm like, what do we? Like, why? What? What? What was the point of this? And and you know, like it's just he's a name like this. It's pretty clear that the Lakers value talent slash names. And then, and then, you know, they kind of carry on from there and they have other priorities. Have you played for the Lakers previously? And, and that stuff is, is one of them. And, and, and like somewhere in there has to be actual fit on an NBA court. And we'll see what Ennis has. Like, I'm really curious to see how he plays in Brooklyn now. Um, you know, given the fact that he made it through a third of the season and and nobody you know who has like in the era of COVID and in the era of all of these protocols and in the era of all uh, of of other injuries also affecting depth no team until now ever said all right fine we'll go out and get somebody in, in ennis who like statistically was fine last year um and and so we'll see what he looks like when he plays in brooklyn and maybe he looks awful and the front office looks smart for not going in that direction. Maybe Isaiah Thomas has something more left in his bag, given that he has had half a decade off or so. Easy. Um, <laughs> and, and, and so like maybe, maybe, you know, I, I wind up, I hope I eat my words. I hope Isaiah Thomas does play and play. Well, I hope he doesn't play, but if he does play, I hope he plays well. And I if hope he's I available like tonight. On. He's going to play. Yeah.
1: I mean, and, and there just aren't guys, there just yeah. aren't enough guys.
0: Right. And, and the front office just signed this guy and they want to, they, they want to showcase the guy that they just signed and, and it's the story aspect of it too. So like, I don't know. Well,
1: um, here, I, I don't like in a macro sense, I agree with you, right? There is a dearth of wings. And so I think going forward this season, if you say, do you want a wing or do you dearth,
0: want no, wing, no dearth, no wingsy,
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not terrible. I know it is. Bad. It's pretty bad. It's, pretty it's bad, actually. It's bad. It's not terrible, but it my is tongue bad.
0: didn't even want to say it. Like it, was...
1: it caught you in the middle of it. Yeah, he's like, stop. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so I agree with you, but this is for the like for the next ten days. I would rather have Isaiah Thomas than Ennis. A month from now, probably not. Yeah. But right now, like with the like the two. Point guards that actually play on this team are Russell Westbrook and Avery Bradley. Wait, they are point point guard guys. Yeah. They're not here. They're not available. LeBron is going to be the point guard. But to have somebody else to dribble a basketball, Rajon Rondo, sure. But Rajon's role quite clearly has been the like Jared Dudley memorial role Mm -hmm. for this team, right? (laughs) Kind of a coach, not expecting to play at all. I mean, he might be expecting to play, but organizationally, he is not expected to play at all. Yeah. And so I think it makes sense to bring in another point guard, basically. Do you want it to be somebody other than Isaiah Thomas? You clearly do, but like, well, he just scored 42 in the G League the other day. And so I, I can see the, like, I see the, the yeah, theory of the case.
0: The, the whole reason he stepped onto that g-league course what court was to score 40 and and get in a headline because he knew he was going to sure. so like sure like, if that's sure. what and it, it
1: worked
0: yeah and like if he if he's stepping onto the court tonight is is his goal like playing well for the lakers or is it getting in the headline again and telling everybody to, think, see look I belong. if he played
1: tonight do you do you think do you think he could get 20 tonight
0: no fuck
1: no he hasn't been good in a long time i'm like, not suggesting he's been good <laughs> Do you think he can get 20 tonight?
0: No, I, I don't I don't think he can.
1: I think I, he's that talented of a scorer that he could get 20 tonight and can dribble a basketball. Soul,
0: but do you want him to score 20 if that's his whole purpose for being on the court? Like There
1: I, isn't anybody else there.
0: I think there is. Like, look, I think Monk is a more efficient bucket getter than of Isaiah course, Thomas at this course, point. And I think Wayne course. Ellington, if you're running him off of screens, is a more effective option. And you have uh, 80 pick and rolls with Rondo, which I think is a more effective option. And and you have, uh, LeBron James is, is just generally, you, okay. It, so you're telling me right now, you would, pref- op-
1: you would option. prefer play, play one. <laughs> let's let's, uh, we don't, unfortunately mm-hmm. we don't have LeBron or Mello being able to hike the ball to, to Ross. Oh, Melo
0: is another guy who I can, I can just throw sure, the ball to. Sure, the bucket.
1: sure. Yeah. We, so we don't have that, unfortunately. So play one. It's going to be a pick and roll with AD. Obviously, we want it to be LeBron, but put mm-hmm. that aside for right now. Yeah. If the choice is Rondo pick and roll with AD or Russ pick and roll or Russ uh, or, or IT. IT pick and roll with AD, you're picking Rondo? I think so. Uh, okay. I've seen him in the NBA the last couple of years. Yes, now, the have. only reason yes, he's you been have... In- <laughs> and that should have told you.
0: <laughs> Somebody just convince him it's a playoff game. Like just so,
1: you know... It's
0: a playing game, Rondo. You're playing against somebody a needs to you- convince
1: him and AD that these are playoff games, <laughs> bubble bubble playoff games, and then they'll both shoot seventy percent from three.
0: Look, we don't have enough time to get to it, and we've already talked about enough dark stuff. But he mm-hmm. has the yips from three point range. Like it is, it is tough. All right, let's move on. Let's okay. like let's let's. It's we're fifteen five minutes in on this thing, and I want to. <laughs> this has been entirely
1: miserable. I don't. want wanna... <laughs> do to <this> anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to end. On some fun stuff, and we saw Steph Curry break the record at MSG. Uh, we saw Sonia there. Um, I thought one of the best moments was actually his like hug with his mom, his monkey. Yeah, down the stands. And, um, and by the way, shout out, boy, out to Nick. So I don't know how
1: much of it was the NBA and how much of it was the Knicks, but yeah, everybody there that, handled like, it
0: incredibly, incredibly yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we saw we saw Dell and and, and Dell had a had a cool moment too. You know. I think Dell was like the, one
1: of the first people that he <clears throat> was able to hug and, um, and yeah, step it, a little kiss to his dad, like, as he was, um, going back on defense after. Yeah. He made, yeah. And you know,
0: like, I don't know anything about their family, but I do know, you know, for me in my family, like, you know, when I was learning how to shoot and all that stuff, that was a very dad focused exercise. So, and his dad was one of the best shooters in, in his era. So. His dad was one of the best shooters ever, ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, so whatever. but what, what the moments with Dell gave us were some incredible responses to the newly divorced (laughs) Dell Curry and one of the greatest threads ever put together on Twitter. And I'm not really normally, Hey, let's talk about Twitter guy on, on podcasts. I think that's usually some of the worst content out there. But, uh, it was so good. So this guy, I got to find his actual, uh,
1: so Sol- It's at, at Solomon, Missouri
0: at Solomon, Missouri just starts the thread with bud in regards to, uh, Del Curry and Sony Curry to uh divorce after and this is in August, right? Years. Yeah. Back in August, he starts the thread with bud and, and you know, he had some special, he's stuff getting ready,
1: like right. He's getting, he's getting ready to let the full clip go.
0: So. The gist of the first part of the, of the thread is you don't want to be out here out. You just, it's, it's, it's a mess
1: out here I, and Dell. I can confirm <laughs> it's rough out in these streets, brother. I can <laughs> confirm. So, and then, you know, he goes on and says,
0: uh, last time you was out here, out here was different, which again, that would be, look, that applies directly to me. I haven't been out there in almost 20 years. Like we've been Jen and I, Jen and I have been dating slash married for 17 years. So there was no Tinder back when I was a senior in high school. Um, he goes on. So I'm going to get to the funny stuff. You don't want to be out here learning TikTok dances and
1: falling <laughs> off milk crates. <laughs> you could be out here like Jackson Mahomes.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> that is incredible. Love the wife for your youth, he says in all caps. You think it's a game till you're in the middle of 60,000 people in a panty and she pointed her finger at you, all the hard rapping flow, (laughs) lyrics. Do you like turmeric, charcoal ice cream? (laughs) And then he finishes that with like, or he follows up that with, you better learn to like it. You don't know nothing about Sneaky Link now you're knocking on the door of a 22 year old with three other roommates because she got a side piece. <laughs> How much, like, uh, if you were to rate some of these on the scale of one to 10, of like, man, I felt that one. Where, where are we oh at? Oh boy.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, there's some solid eights in there. <laughs> there are some solid eights in there, at least. Oh man. Uh, you, I will say, yeah. being out in these streets is rough. And in LA, uh, when you're out in these streets, they, well, some of the younger ones, they do. Look, I'm younger than Dell. I don't, I'm not, yeah, I'm significantly younger than him. Uh, but some of the, being out in these streets with some of the the younger, uh, young women, they, they, you better learn to like some charcoal <laughs> and like matcha and activated whatevers and smoothies. What the hell and stuff. even is like charcoal lemonade? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was, I, I was. You know what? I'm not gonna. All right. Uh, like I don't, I don't, I don't like vegan food that much. Doesn't this cashew cheese taste? Thank you for having me over. But no, this cashew cheese pizza. This crust has no gluten in it. That's that's is that a, why it can't brown. That's a combination of words.
0: In my life, it is cashew cheese pizza. Yeah. And they people like complain about fucking pineapple. All right, so. Uh, he, he Wait, are you
1: you're you're a pineapple on pizza person? Oh disciple? yeah, man. Look, okay, it is right, it is. Right. Now it remember is ham, when I, I threatened to cancel this <laughs> this entire it is thing ham, earlier? I'm done with this. Yeah, bacon,
0: ham, pineapple, jalapeno. And... No.
1: Yes. No. Pepperoni yeah. and sausage.
0: Sausage and is the most
1: overrated of all of the meats. All the, pe- all you, the if you just want to go straight cheese, fine. You want to go pepperoni and cheese, fine. Huh? The real answer is pepperoni and what are you, sausage. Five? Yeah, like nine times over. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and uh, the jalapeno I'm with. So
0: our boy uh, Solomon Missouri, yes. after this incredible thread, which you got to find it all. You you have to find all of this. Do you know how to make a mimosa? Is one of the uh, is.
1: One of the... <laughs> which uh, you're go gonna, gonna be out here at brunch day drinking <laughs> day drinking at catch brother <laughs> del you know what
0: day drinking is one of the best parts of adulthood
1: like you, and, you, and you, one of the most dangerous and one of the most awful but yes and here we are day drinking as i, <laughs> as I, I, I love joke. i
0: love day drinking because you know you, 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 you like day,
1: that you like that 2 p.m nap where you wake up and oh you're like, yeah wait a second no yeah like you take that you eight take o'clock that at night nap. and then you you're awake for until four AM. Uh,
0: oh no no no. See see the nice thing is I am so lazy that I take that two PM nap, I wake up, I have dinner, another glass of wine with dinner, and then I knock out at like nine or ten o'clock and I feel lovely the next day. Compared to like when I when I try to be super duper young and I drink until like, you know, twelve or one or two in the or later, and I wake up the next day feeling like somebody hired a mule to just kick me in the head all night. <laughs>
1: I was gonna keep talking, but is there a way that we can specifically prevent my mom from being able to download this episode? Is that like, a, is that a feature you have on the back end there when you post this? Is there, is it, is it like Instagram where you can like hide your story from? Specific Unfortunately, people? it's a
0: lot easier to make sure she gets it directly than to make
1: sure she doesn't get it. Yeah, she'll she'll listen to this. I'm sorry, mom. I have to say that a lot on this show. I'm sorry, mom. My mom actually asked me. I did a uh, I did a, an IG live with uh, with True after the game. Mm-hmm. And my mom started texting me. Um, where were you when you did the the Instagram with with Mike? And I was like, uh, Why do you ask? There was a I lot of bass in that room. I didn't. Rec- I didn't recognize the background. She said, <laughs> I like, mm, "You wouldn't have." Um. All right. So so, so, so yeah, he follows so he, that up. He follows yeah, that so, up
0: with with uh, some thoughts after seeing. Dell tuck in his sweatshirt which right. became so a thing on, august, on curb your
1: enthusiasm that's right i've never seen that but i have seen the meme it's very good um so after during the game so i think in that same thread he said uh that you were referring to in august he said you're gonna be wearing a quote hottie shirt by thanksgiving you better mm-hmm. ask your wife to forgive you yep so um during the game uh which was es, it was on ES, uh yes no i think it was on um uh, by the way, the Raiders-Browns game has been postponed yeah, Monday for uh, COVID. Um, so during the game, there were the shots of him. I think it was, it was, yes, no, it was, it was TNT. It was a Tuesday TNT game, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so on TNT, they were showing pictures of Dell quite a bit. And uh, somebody named Troy Halliburton, Said he got the sweater tucked in at, with posted a picture a screenshot of Dell. He got the sweater tucked in to show the Gucci belt, like them old school players. He divorced AF, right? <laughs> so, uh, S- Solomon, Missouri, quote tweeted that with his old tweet talking about you're going to be wearing a hottie shirt by Thanksgiving. Yep. And then went on a, a nice rant. Um, I'll just, I'll just like it's some of the highlights from yeah, let's it. Let's get some highlights. Yeah. Uh, That look in his eyes says he don't have no electrolytes. It's just him against Twitter. (laughs) That one I felt at a 12. (laughs) Because I have people be like, when was the last time you ate something? I'd be like, "Uh, I don't know. Yesterday, two days ago. When was the last time you had some uh, Hennessy? uh, Five minutes ago. Yeah. I've never seen a man more ready to go home. (laughs) No mask. (laughs) This is a cry for help. (laughs) He's thinking about pot roast. All old men thinking about pot roast He hasn't had a hearty meal Since August Lungs full of anxiety And swisher sweet smoke I'm praying somebody let me know If he leaves early When he, when he put on the Gucci belt He didn't know whether to call Jeezy or Jesus uh, Yeah and then uh, Did you see there was and I don't, I don't, I don't know the woman, but uh, she uh, there were there was uh, an attractive, attractive girl. She she took a picture with him and the uh, the the ball. Cause Steph gave his his three point, you know, the the uh, game ball that that broke the record, and gave mm-hmm. to his dad, and so his dad was carrying it for the rest of the night. And by the way, apparently from what I've seen on social media, I think carries it with him at all times. He took it to he does the broadcast for the Hornets. Took it to a Hornets game and had it sitting there at the scorer's table with him. um Does so Steph he have took more threes than the Hornets franchise? I mean, I'm sure not, but Steph's. Well, you know what? It, we're we're laughing about all this Dell stuff, but here was an interesting thing. Steph is going to end up with, I don't know, forty five hundred, maybe five thousand threes. And, look, records are made to be broken, and he has changed the game, and now there's kids coming up that are, um, you know, everybody shoots a ton of threes now. But if he gets to 4,500, maybe, if he gets to 5,000, I I don't know. I just – that feels to me like one of the more unbreakable records in sports. Yeah. Because there are nobody – like, nobody else – James Harden has done it once, but nobody else even makes 300 in a season. And Steph is now – He's on pace to break his own record, which is 402 for the season. I mean, like that's up there with like Cy Young, right? Like Cy Young's 500 wins or whatever it is. Like if Steph gets to 5,000 threes, that feels pretty unbreakable to me. I'm trying to find Charlotte's
0: Hornets, that's like career leaders, but they don't have like totals because like their, their career leader, Charlotte's career leader in three pointers made is Kemba, and he made about a thousand. So, like, it this might be in play.
1: I mean, what is he? Steph is coming up on 3,000. Yeah, Steph is coming up Uh, on 3,000. He's Mm -hmm. 2977, I think it is, going into tonight. Yeah, he's going to get him up tonight, too, because uh, no, uh, no Jordan Poole. Steph is going to get him up tonight okay and by so, the way this is the, like this is the thing right jordan Poole today and much like we we've learned with with the lakers and a bunch of other like it, it's probably safe to assume that there's going to be you know we talked about the travel earlier it is probably safe to assume that we're going to be hearing about more warriors entering the protocol shortly so all right so
0: steph is is way behind the hornets as a franchise for three-pointers mate okay mm-hmm. but Steph has made more three pointers in his career than the Charlotte Hornets ever have attempted in a single season. The most that the Charlotte Hornets have ever attempted in a season is twenty seven eighty three. Steph is currently sitting at twenty nine seventy seven. I think. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, it, it is. It is. Look, and he's like,
0: like three games away from, or four or five games away from from three thousand. Yes, mm-hmm. but you never know with Steph. Right. Yeah. It <laughs> could, could be one game.
1: Yes. Oh, and, and as a point of as a point of, we we thought that um we'd heard we thought that that Clay was gonna be back. It doesn't look like he's gonna be back until January. See so like that. We covered some NBA actual NBA news. Now. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. We did good right. job. That's gonna do it though for this episode of the
0: hook and this week's episodes of the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast feed. Wanna give you guys Mom. a shout out? <laughs> I think I, I think I look the worst in this one. Uh having admitted to loving day drinking while day drinking. Um, but, but that is going to do it though for this episode and this week's episodes. And, uh, I want to give you guys a shout out for both the engagement on this feed. It continues to go up and I, uh, and I greatly, greatly appreciate that. And for the other night when we did the pressure cooker, the uh, comment section looked like a matrix bar. So, uh, oh, I great. really, yeah, it was, that was awesome. So, uh, thank you guys a ton for that. We're going to keep those things going. We're going to keep this thing rolling. And, uh, we're going to try to get you through this weird ass season as it, as it currently stands. And it looks like it's just going to keep getting weirder. When's your, when's your next pressure cooker? You know, I don't know. We'll find the out. The next time there's a national TV game, that's not on a Friday. That's not on a Friday, Saturday or Sunday. Fair. The occasional Sunday. And then like, depending on the, the team that they're playing, like the Lakers played the Celtics on a Friday night and I did one on a Friday night.
1: I, yes, I remember. And, uh.
0: Yeah, and I think you hopped on for it, but it, I did. But they were, they were did. getting their ass kicked, so
1: yeah, yeah. Is As it going to be one on? It might be one on one. It might be just like LeBron versus. Uh, I don't even know who the Bulls have left. It, it might be one on one Sunday night. I'd watch. I would too.
0: They should do. They should do more one on one stuff. I think. I think one on one stuff or three on three stuff, like three it on was three is magic,
1: and, and um, it didn't end up happening, but uh, whatever. 30 years ago or something. Uh, actually, probably long, 35 years ago at this point. There was a thing at the All-Star game where yeah, Magic one and one Jordan one. were going to play one-on-one mm-hmm. for like a million each, but it didn't end up happening. Back
0: in the... Uh, uh, man, sorry, the Laker fans.
1: J- Jordan would have obliterated him. but sorry. Yeah, that wasn't...
0: That, the Magic was a team kind of guy. And mm-hmm. Jordan is like maybe the best ISO player in the history of the sport. And not,
1: and not sure that I'm still not sure Magic Johnson can dribble with his left hand. You know what, man? You know what? We got to go. That's going to do it. That was Aaron
0: Larsol. I'm Anthony Irwin, and this was The Hook.